I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 72. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, I'm sitting here with my friend, uh, Kevin, and uh, we're up in the near the boundary waters of Minnesota, and it is just pristine and beautiful, and you should all be jealous of what I'm looking at here today, um, but I'm visiting up here because I brought my granddaughter and some friends, um, children, up to participate in the camp that Ken and his wife founded called Coldwater. So welcome, Ken. Kevin. <laughs> do you want, do you want, okay. It's okay. All right. So yeah, good. It's good to be here, and and uh, glad to be sitting down and talking and to continue a conversation uh, about the the ways that that people uh, learn and the role that that wilderness in our case has in in shaping shaping lives. And the reason that I called Kevin Ken is because it's on my mind to talk about a man named Ken Kalish, who greatly influenced my son's life. And before that influenced Kevin and his wife's life. So tell us a little bit about Ken Kalish. Yeah, you know, I think that that uh, my story starts a little bit earlier, you know, before I met before I met Ken, uh, Jen and I were students at Northwestern College in Northwestern Iowa. And I had my my first uh, wilderness experience, structured wilderness experience, happened there uh, under uh, a couple of guys. Uh, one was Dave Nonemacher and the other was uh, Steve Beers. And both of them had been really influenced by the Outward Bound model and, and by the Wheaton College uh, High Road uh, program. Uh, they brought me, you know, into that kind of world of experiential learning, had a huge influence on me. And uh, that was the, f- the first time also that I was invited to lead, at, you know, um, to play a role in designing a trip. And, and the model was everything that the high road model was. We even used similar Bible studies and, and uh, a similar process. When I finished there... Uh, and graduated as as I was wondering what to do, Dave uh, Nonemacher encouraged me to to go find Ken Kalish at Honey Rock and plant myself in his back pocket for a time and learn everything that I could learn. And just to clarify, this was all happening at Wheaton College at their North Campus. Well, so Honey Rock is Wheaton College's Northwoods Campus. So we graduated. Uh, we went with Jen and I went there actually before we were married and we did we did their adult uh, wilderness learning seminar which was a 17 18 day program in the summer and and really got immersed in that in that model Mm -hmm. Um, and that began that began a journey for us of of just loving uh, the wilderness as a classroom uh, loving the things that that happened um, that took part between members of of a group when on a wilderness trip and i i just i fell in love with um the kind of role that an instructor plays in someone else's experience and i felt like i could do that like that that i could i could lead in in that way so i began training training uh, under ken and uh went through the practicum program and 
Um, we both led trips for a few different, uh, well, several years, but, you know, kept going back to Honey Rock, leading more trips. Eventually, I was a trainer in that program um, and, and still continued to learn and uh, uh, mature under that, under that model. Yeah. And then you got your master's at Wheaton during yep, that time. Yep, yeah, that's right. Then I continued and, and did my master's degree at, at Wheaton in, in spiritual formation and teaching or Christian formation ministry. And um, that whole model had a big impact on on me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I just have to give a little shout out that it had a big impact on my son's life, who you trained. Right, right. So, so JJ came along after you guys had been in leadership for a while there. Right, right. And um, you just radically impacted his life. Yeah, it was fun to have JJ on. On uh, we we were it was a very challenging uh, trip that we that we did in um, uh, a hot time. It was probably an August trip, I think, and um, uh, that was yeah, that was one of those one of those trips that um, had 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 a lot of fruit that came out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was eighteen days, no tent. Um, yeah, talk a little bit about what an eighteen day wilderness trip looks like. Yeah, so courses like that are multi-element, right? They they uh, have a beginning and a middle and an end, and they uh, in that particular trip, I think, had a backpacking section and maybe a paddling section. Uh, we did a three-day solo up on the uh, south shore of Lake Superior. What does that mean? Um, so students are uh, given the opportunity to um, have some time away from the group, um, to be by themselves um, with a plan for reflection, uh, a plan for, for prayer, and an opportunity to think about the things that have been happening to them. Often, actually, you know, a solo experience like that is one of the most impactful elements of, of any of these wilderness experiences. Yeah. And we try to incorporate that into all of our programs, whether it's... Um, an hour, <laughs> uh, taking an hour and, and doing that, you know, for a 10 year old or yeah. whether it's, it's, uh, it's several over a couple of days. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And that impacted JJ so much that he did solo subsequently, even when his first child was born, he went up into Northern California, I think, and did a three day solo with a whistle, a mirror, and I don't know what he brought, you know, everything you taught him. And he left his baby and his wife, which I would have kicked him if I was his wife. But anyway, <laughs> but he just knew the fruit and the power of silence and solitude mm-hmm. and wilderness and how the Lord speaks, you know, and of course Christ 40 days in the wilderness and how the Lord spoke, you know, in his life and, and the temptation issues that arise yeah. from being no distractions, nothing to take you away from what you're processing well i think our lives are so noisy right you know i think there are so many voices and competing voices um in our lives uh competing for our attention and our time and our allegiance and um you know the intensity of those voices has risen in recent years you know with the onset of social media and the need to be involved in that and um, it really, it really has brought a dimension to life that has squeezed out opportunity for reflection. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think that we 
I don't think that we grow really without examination on our actions. You know, yes. I think, yes. Ken, you know, you mentioned like talking about Ken, he would say, you know, we are people, we are experience mongers. You know, we just go from experience to experience to experience. And, and now it's like, you're, you're trying to do things to populate your Facebook page or <laughs> your Instagram feed and manage an image of the kind of person you want to be but we often don't take the time to stop and really think about what's happening to me in those in those experiences so um you know maybe that's you know a solo uh experience for a, a student who doesn't generally do that isn't in the habit of doing that uh can suddenly be very very impactful and powerful yes. you know for them Yes. Um, So, Kevin, when JJ was leading trips um, under you, I remember he had a group of teenagers. One boy in particular was very troubled, Um, kind of the poor rich boy kind of phenomena. Mm. And he was a piece of work and angry and rebellious and... Um, and by the end of the trip, what God had done in his life and spiritually and relationally, the way that, you know, they come in as complete strangers and this particular boy probably didn't even want to be there. His rich father just thought this would be another experience to send him to, had really no idea what was going to happen to this young man. But by the end of the trip, he was completely broken. He was completely transformed and, uh, he was like a different kid. And I'm sure you've seen hundreds of those stories. Yeah, yeah. There, I think, I think that everyone's impacted by going into the wilderness, and I, I, I find myself like being challenged, I guess, to deal with the privilege that I've had in life, and um, you know, I, I wonder if it's it's that so much of our life we. Structure and orchestrate things are around ourselves to prove that we're big, Mm. to prove that we have the answers and that we're in control. Mm. And when you go into the wilderness, that control is an illusion. Uh, We aren't; we're not in control. You know, we're actually quite small and in in the and yeah, and dependent on on God. dependent on life that doesn't come from us dependent on the people that are around us and um and you can just you can recognize again that that we're small Mm. and remember that we're that we're small and and that there is but there is one who is big yeah you know so i i think it's i think that that paradigm shift or that reordering that takes place in in lives um happens just by virtue of being it really in God's creation and getting rained on (laughs) and, and, uh, not, not quite getting to your shelter in, you know, in In time, time. you know, or, or burning your oatmeal and, you know, (laughs) and that's all you got. (laughs) That's what you have. So you eat it anyway, you know? And and, so I, I mean, I think that there's just character characteristics and qualities of wilderness that, that help us to remember our proper 
you know, place. place. In the universe. Yeah, because so much of life is just is actually just remembering that there is a God and we we are not Him. That's right. And 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 the further gift of knowing, as we read through the scriptures, that He is for us, that He is alive, uh, that He has come, that we might have life and have it to the full, that He is an advocate for us and provided and, you know. So I think all of those things are such uh, great kind of tangible, immediate lessons that that a young person can learn when they go into the wilderness, especially if also, you know, as our leaders, I mean, they're opening God's word, that we're reading it, we're, we're putting together uh, an encounter with Christ for a person, both in his creation and in his uh, you know, written word. Yes. So. Amen. Yeah. A few years ago, my son asked me how I knew my method was working. I told him I know homeschooling is working if a child is reading under the covers with a flashlight. That's because a child who stays up late at night reading loves learning. And isn't that the goal of education? To make lifelong learners. We don't need a lot of what I call holy hardware to give our children the very best education they can get. As Dr. Raymond Moore used to say, a good education requires a Bible, a library card, and a math curriculum. It doesn't have to be complicated or expensive, but you do need a plan. Over the last 35 years, I have created invaluable book lists that separate the wheat from the chaff. You don't have to waste time or energy on finding books that are worth your time. I've done the hard work for you. These book lists are the key to my system. They will save you thousands of dollars and lots of false starts and wasted energy. They really are the foundation of my approach. For the first time ever, you can get all of my book lists in one place. I've created an online course all about homeschool to teach you everything you need to know to make homeschooling work. The class is self-paced and topic-based, which makes it easy to access the videos and book lists over and over again. Visit my online store or click the link in the show notes to start all about homeschool today. Now back to the show. Tell our listeners a little bit about the opportunities at Coldwater. What are some of the, you know, programs? Sure. What are the options? Sure. We're, we're trying to create a culture of, of um, a wilderness uh, perspective or, or having um, uh, wilderness as uh, a, a, an annual input in, in uh, people's lives, you know, mm-hmm. a rhythm of going into the into the wilderness to remember who we are and to reset. So we have we have experiences for almost all ages. You know, we we actually have students as young as uh, as ten uh, here in in a program in a program that's appropriate for them, ten to twelve years, twelve to fourteen. And as students get older, um, the experiences get a little bit longer and and we go a little further away uh, from uh, base camp and further out into the wilderness and the challenges become uh, I guess the kind of responsibility that we uh, place on students um, 
grows in mm-hmm. in its uh, urgency and and um, intensity. Yeah, the problems get more involved. Yeah, um, they they can solve um, problems that are more and more complex. So uh, we we even have programs for adults who are coming to reset and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, remember. Um, you know what's important and yes. what they value. So yes, uh, there's there's you know in our programs, you know we're really interested in training um, young men and, and women to be wilderness instructors. That is to do ministry using uh, the gift of the wilderness classroom. Uh, we we start in in May with a wilderness leadership expedition. Uh, where they begin to really figure out, like, what is God doing in my life and how is he meeting me here? And, um, you know, what is the quality of my relationship with him? How do I, how will I grow? And and they get that experience, they get they get training. But, but pretty soon, you know, within six weeks or so, they are starting to, they'll be given a group. Um, they'll be paired up. We send out leaders in pairs. And they'll begin talking about what it is they want to teach. We don't hand them um, a booklet of Bible studies uh, with a list of true things to convey. Uh, we want them to teach out of their lives. Mm-hmm. We want them to notice how God is alive and working in their life. And we want them to generate uh, a curriculum and a teaching from that place. Um, because I think that that's where we really learn. That's where they learn for sure and mature is because now they're having to teach. They're having to really think about where, where am I at? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how is God meeting me? And, and how, and that, cause that tends to be the place that they're most excited and enthusiastic, you know? So I've heard you use the phrase teaching teachers leading out of who they are. Right. Right. So, um, you know, our, our leaders are, are role models for our students. And um, I, really, I really think that, you know, if God is alive and moving and shaping us, if the things that are in our day are gifts that he's given us to help us to grow, and, and that's unique for each, each person, then like there's a relationship there between a person and God mm-hmm. and they're working on that relationship. They're in prayer. They're trying to draw near to him. They're trying to take down barriers between themselves and, and a God who is ready to be with them. And so that's very dynamic, and I and I feel I feel like uh, that's one of the very best things that we can do, is to encourage them to teach uh, out of the things that the God is pre- that God is presently teaching them and and showing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes sometimes that thing is distant, like it's hard to see. You know, sometimes God seems quiet. You know, but but often that's a factor of us. Um, maybe being distracted or not not really looking you know mm-hmm. for for what he, his present action in our lives so 
Can I tell a story on you? Yeah, um. <laughs> so as, as you know, Kevin, JJ's a pastor now. And um, one Sunday you, you made it into a sermon, but you don't know that. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this story. So he was talking about the, the nature of God. And um, he, tells, he told a story about when he was on a trip with you. And you and the other leader woke the, the kids up in the dark like 4 30 in the morning something do you remember this story okay and and he was mad and he was kicking around and he was just crabby and he had just fallen asleep or whatever reason and he was not happy and and then you had the team the the, the kids on the trip hike for like a mile and they came to was it the sunrise over maybe lake superior i don't know right and um and you said to him jj do you remember what you told him i don't remember the okay but well, this this made a sermon yeah, yeah. he said in my my kind and patient leader kevin said jj you need to trust that we want to give you something good and and that we're for you and we want to give you something good and that god that you are acting as god acts mm. in our lives so you are a god figure in that story of his life that he was like you know kicking the ground and he was mad at you never knowing that you had this incredible surprise for him and that you were you were taking him out of his comfort zone to bless him but all he could see was the lack of comfort that you were taking him out of and it was yeah. it he, you know how many years has this been 20 some years and he still is impacted by that yeah. and the way that you really represented god and and god being for him even though we can't always see that yeah that's that's interesting you know uh sometimes i mean in that in that moment it was uncomfortable because we were tired you know but it was also you know a way to travel uh before the heat mm -hmm. came and we wanted the group to see the sunrise right. and um yeah, I you know that that is that is really special mm -hmm. actually to mm -hmm. to think and I think sometimes God does that He wants to show us things, um, but it's un we have to do unusual things to get there. If we just if we just live life as as we know in yeah. our comfort zone, then we won't see what He has to show us. That's right. That's exactly um, right. So Kevin, mm -hmm. you and I as we're dreaming. I would love to see kids grow up at Coldwater, like be taken here when they're 10, 11, 12, but then moving into some of these, you know, more challenging things, wilderness leadership internships, um, the leader expeditions, like really like this becoming their culture and like it did for JJ, then they get certified, they go through their different certifications, really being stretched. But it was because you modeled something. It, it was a club that that kids want to get into. And so they're going to suffer. And, and I remember like JJ doing the swimming course and he was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to, I am going to die from this. I'm like, you're going to be fine. And he, he passed it, but he probably almost did die, but he knew you'd rescue him if he drowned. But, 
it's just like, I want kids to grow up here with the intention that they're going to be leading these trips someday. This is their culture. Instead of going on stupid vacations where all you do is shop and lay in the sun and eat in expensive restaurants, take that money and send your children to something that will shape their character and their destiny for life and will affect how they even parent your grandchildren. I mean, this is an investment in eternity. I think that I think that uh, one of the things I'm most excited about as I've been meeting the young people that are here already, you know, um, I'm really excited for what God might do through them. Mm-hmm. Many of them have really, really good ideas, and the Lord um, will use will use them, you know, um, if they're willing, you know, if they're willing to be used. And I think that that's that's some of our work is, you know. Um, God's already wired them to, um, you know, they've been created in his image and he's already, there is a plan for them uh, and a work for them to do that will bring meaning to their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our work is is in helping them to, to see that yes. and, and helping them to be willing to make the necessary sacrifices in order to uh, have those things revealed, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I, I love that. I mean, I love, in, and of course, it is true in, in our programs when a leader comes back and then they work on things and then they come back again and then they work on things and then they come back again. Mm. Um, what they bring that third or fourth year uh, is, is, um, you know, it is mature. That's it. Um, and it's they, exponential growth. They grow. Yeah, they really, yes. they really make a contribution that has an impact um, to the ones around them. Yes. So, I can't yeah. think of anywhere where you would get more growth in as short a time as you get from a wilderness experience that's based on Christ. I mean, there are wilderness yeah. experiences that are completely secular, and we know that. Right. But what you and Jen and your team have built here is a Christ-centered wilderness experience. And I just can't think of anywhere I would rather my grandchildren grow up being than here at Coldwater. Yeah, thank, thank you for saying that. And we're, I mean, we're super um, just aware that God is, is uh, you know, he, he's the one that is the ultimate trip leader he's the one that is shaping shaping our leaders and and helping them to uh helping them to to grow into um people who honor him and look for him and uh and reflect him in in the way that they live yes And and that's a process you know that's a that's a process so yes so if people want more information about how to come to this magic kingdom that it doesn't uh, need tickets for the rides they go to coldwaterfoundation.org is that correct is that correct that's our that's our website okay coldwaterfoundation.org and for those of our listeners that would like to be part of this ministry, um, you have, this is a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Um, You and Jen haven't got 
any money, but you have a lot of passion and a lot of heart. And God has sent people who have the means to invest in this vision. And it's just been a story of miracles. And someday you're going to have to write a book about how the Lord has built a camp really just out of your passion and, and his love for children and, and young adults. So um, there's opportunities to come here and serve even as an adult. And uh, you also do family trips, custom groups. If you have a Bible study group or a small uh, discipleship group or um, a homeschool support group and all the kids want to come together, you can cra- craft that. So a lot of options. So um, I am just so excited about what God is doing here. May your tribe increase. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.